Some people go to work and some people create a community, create success, serve. I love that. That's so exciting. And then neither of them is wrong, by the way. If you go to work because it's work, that's cool. You go do that. But for some people, it is just a little bit different. And so this gets this conversation gets really cool in this particular forum. Joining me now is um, is a couple of ladies that are working on something that's new to me. I don't know how new it is. I hope to find out. A restorative medical pigmentation specialist, Carmelina Bakari, Casey Rainey, are, well, one of the things you do, among others, is nipple tattoos. And... Uh, I saw this because I sent it to Ryan. I'm like, uh, these are nipples. <laughs> and uh, But it's not, I mean, everybody giggles with the word nipple, but you guys are up to some really cool things here and having some fun with it. But you're really building community at a real safe place to grow and heal for people that have gone through some cancer treatments. Uh, Carmelina, can you tell me what you guys are doing? Yes. Um, Casey and I, well, cancer brought us together. Um, I was affected by cancer in 2014. I went through a whole year of, treatments, uh, chemotherapy, eight rounds of chemotherapy, surgery, radiation. So it's crazy because it's almost like our paths were written already because I wanted to do this before and so did Casey. And so that year I'm like, I want to do this. And then Casey and I spoke and she's been affected by cancer. And I'll let her tell you a bit of that. But yes, nipples, like you mentioned, people make people smile or they can make people cry. In our situation, people cry, they smile because something's been given back that was taken away. And we love, we this is we, what we love to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why we call ourselves the Nipple Sisters because it's not just an emotional, creative art um, healing process. It's it's filling what we feel like we're here to do. Yeah. Well, and, and not, it, it seems to, I think, evidence just with the two of you, it does create community very, very quickly, which is interesting. Casey, how did you fall into this? Um, like Karma said, cancer brought us together. Um, we have been makeup artists for years and we just knew that we wanted to do something more permanent for people affected by cancer. And, um, yeah, we started studying and looking into this and we wanted to bring a sense of healing with the work that we do, um, to our patients. And that's allowed us to connect on a whole different scale, um, with anything regarding reconstruction or on a cancer journey. So um, my dad passed away when I was 17 from cancer, and that's kind of where my healing journey with art began. Um, And then harmonized up and started to help other women. Mm -hmm. Now, are you dealing, uh, Carmelina, are you dealing mostly with um, mastectomies, breast reconstructions, and those types of scenarios that you are um, helping with that rebuild? What's really cool is, yeah, a lot, we're known for, like, that's what we love to do is work with the cancer patients, but we don't only do that. We have men that come to us. Mm-hmm. We have women that surgeries have gone wrong, where reconstruction, where they've lost their nipple to necrosis, and we have to match their knack to the other one. Um, we have so many different, like, we do belly buttons as well. Oh, Casey I didn't has know a that. great hand with Yeah. So but our we love doing the the nipple part of it for cancer patients, but for everybody that because we feel like it's adding something that's been taken away, whether it was for a cosmetic reason or someone's lost a lot of weight and they're they want to like take away a bit of the for men, usually it's because they've had surgery 
um, I think it's called Maplasti. Is it Casey? The the surgery that men usually have that they usually use lose yeah. their their nipple. Mm-hmm. So we also deal with men or you know people transgendering over. Mm. But mm-hmm. we have a community around us with cancer because we've we've marketed ourselves around that because it's huge. Like one out of eight women are diagnosed with cancer a year, and it's so other someone knows somebody, a sister, a mother, a uh, Everyone, not even with the breast cancer, but all types of cancers. For example, Casey losing her father at such a young age. Uh, my mom had cancer when I was in high school. Um, she's she she's great. She's healthy and all that. But it's it affects everybody in all t- levels, you know. So, but our cancer patients are dear to us, like all of our patients, because sometimes we have created a nipple, and sometimes it's returned. Their cancer's returned. So. We're dealing with terminally ill patients, but you know what? If, if that can bring a smile to them, Casey and I are happy. Um, everybody's nipples are different. Yeah. And yeah. very rarely are both of your nipples the same anyway, <laughs> which is to me, it seems True. like a really good margin of error because you don't have to be perfect because <laughs> nipples are rarely perfect, which is great. But what is the nipple restoration, the areola restoration? Like, what is that? Can you help me understand the basics of what we're talking about here? And I don't want to be too graphic and make some people feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, Casey, I think that if you could describe what it is that really this starts to look like, I mean... There's all kinds of things that probably come to mind. There's probably stenciling, tattooing, painting, makeup, um, applications <laughs> like stickies. Um, what is it that, um, and then there would be inserts that people ins- put inside bathing suits or bras or whatever so they can have the perception of a nipple. Like, wh- what does this truly start to look like that you guys do? Yeah, so we, uh, we see patients at the very end of the process. We're the last step of the process. So um, when you think about a cancer journey, and everything that a patient has undergone. We are that final step in completion for the patient. So kind of how that works and how we get to that spot. um, You mentioned like inserts and different things like that. Those are temporary. So that's before you come see us, you'd be using things like that. Um, But when you come see Carmen and I and you end up in our studios, I pretty much restore um, our specialty, like Carm was saying, is in hyperreal anatomy, and that is permanent tattooing on the area. So um, when we see a patient, we custom match either if it's a single mastectomy, we're matching that, that exact, um, areola to a brand new one that we create, or we're creating from scratch. So um, we are using things like stencils to match up, but then the rest we do all by hand. And like you said, margin of error for nipples. Not, our body is not perfectly symmetrical, so we like to work on what looks the most symmetrical on the canvas we're working on, which includes covering up scars, um, as well as balancing. Skin grafts are not always going to be perfect, and our job is to make that area and landscape look like real light at the end of the day. So through tattooing and through um, our pigments that we use, we can create depth and um, realism. And it is real. Um, it's quite staggering when you look at the pictures. I looked at the Instagram page, Carmelina, and it is it is <laughs> really quite amazing. You wouldn't know yeah. that that's a tattoo, essentially. That makes me feel good. You can hang your keychain on that, can you? So, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to add to what you said before, Shane, though. So the cool thing about Casey and I, we work in tandem. Like, we work together. So, you know, nipples aren't exactly the same. So she's a lefty, I'm a righty. 
I start, we start the process together on one breast each, then we switch over. So the nipple looks the same, we, we measure. So obviously the symmetry is the same, the size, and obviously the patient's gonna pick their colors before we start and how big they want their nipple. Sometimes they make them bigger, sometimes smaller than their original nipple. Right. But that's the cool thing because it looks natural. Exactly. And it's like that 3D effect. <laughs> Yeah. It is fascinating. Like it, it everything is <laughs> everything about it is fascinating. And I can only imagine, you know, I have a couple of friends that have sort of gone through processes like this as well. And um, you know, those the breasts, whether it is treatments or radiation or um surgeries, you know, they get beat up real bad. And as with fat tissues in general. You know, they don't often come back smooth. And, and so, I mean, people go through an awful lot to get to the process where they are, they have some restorative surgery or whatever it is that rebuilds a little bit of the damage that's been done. So when when they see this, whether they've lost a nipple, part of a nipple, um, for whatever reason, what what's it like for you? I mean, you've, you guys have been through this. What what What's it like for you, Carmelina, when you see the look in their eyes when they see in the mirror for the first time that, by the way, um, they have nipples again, uh, although different, but, and maybe an upgrade. I mean, why not? Like throw a little reno in there too and, and you know, an upgrade. So what, what does it look like when you see their eyes when, when okay. they look? This is our favorite part. We call it the reveal and sometimes we record it if with their with their um, obviously with their okay um because some women have waited and gone through so much that they don't even want to do this or they do it but they don't realize how the big effect it is on them as a healing part they really don't but when it's done there's tears because there's women that waited some they get it right done right away or some have waited 10 years or seven because before this before this it wasn't like detailed like this it was almost like a stamp in the the medical um clinic um, with the nurse just putting one dab of color, like a bingo dabber. Literally, it was like a bingo dabber. Right. So now it's detailed. They can't believe, they, why did I wait so long, the ones that waited? And they're crying because when they walk by the mirror, they don't want to look at themselves at home after the shower. Right. They don't. They walk by right away. So it's huge. It's This is like a huge healing, like almost like a new book, not a closing chapter. Mm -hmm. It's almost healed something that they didn't know was unhealed. This is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Now, mm -hmm. I'm going to be selfish mm -hmm. here and make this about me. Yeah, um, okay. Nipples. I know that we all... Well, no, I'm going to... Because I think it's a question, Casey, that, that not many people mm -hmm. will ask. Men don't talk about nipples. Men don't. Now, every man I know has looked at their nipples and wondered if their nipples are cool or not, or if they're just like, do I have weird nipples? You know, do I have walleye nipples pointing different directions? Like all the things that go on and men go through this too, but men don't talk about it with women. Uh, you know, women go through, there's a lot of support, like, right? Like, um, you guys are the nipple sisters, but when it comes to women, women will talk about breasts and they will say, you know, how are the ladies doing? Or have you been checked? And it's a regular part of conversation. Right. Men don't do that. That's men's fault that we need to start doing that in general. So when you have a man come through and he gets reconstructive surgery and he maybe needs a, a tattoo or a new nipple that to get put on there, what's that like to see men go through this process? Because men don't talk about the stuff enough anyway. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, Carmen, I advocate heavily um, about early detection, prevention, and then support is what we offer, which is kind of the three pillars of, of what we do. And that is 
spectrum for men and women. And you absolutely nailed it. Like it's so with females and women speaking more loudly about breast cancer um, comes with the responsibility of normalizing it for males too. Because although we're females, we have breast tissue and nipples. The breast is different than it is specifically for a male, but everything we have in common is the nipple. And you know what? Men get breast cancer too. And that's something we speak heavily about. Um, but when we do see patients like male patients, um, just being able to be as diverse as we are in our work um, has really helped us to advocate in that space too and normalize it. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it's it's lumpectomies with men that we see. It's not as common as mentioned, but you know what? If you have a nipple and you have tissue here, there still is, is the option that, um, you know, you need to check too. And so I think it is just normalizing that conversation and just getting more comfortable with speaking about that and making it, you know, a little bit more accessible for for all all men and female, you know what I mean? Getting comfortable in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very important. Well, girls will, girls will get together. You guys get dressed up, go out for cocktails, have a visit. You see each other. You'd be like, Hey, the ladies <laughs> look amazing, right? Your tatas look hot. Like what a great dress for your boobs. Or, like it's yeah. a normal part of conversation and it's just not like the guys don't get on the golf course and go, Hey, your moobs look great today. <laughs> they better college. start. Right. Like, <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, I think that we should start. I think you're on it, like this sort of prevention and and where we're going and and talking about this. I mean, it'd be really great if you could work yourselves out of a job. I mean, that's really fundamentally would be amazing, right? Because then you don't have to ever worry about it again. Um, How do people find you? Because I'm quite surprised uh, that your Instagram account is alive because of, you know, there are bare breasts in, in the photos, social media and all the stigma that comes in today's life today. Does it work mm-hmm. against you, Carmelina, in trying to just get the good word out there or has it been? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause you must get flagged all the time for stuff. Oh, we have been, and we also even did a, um, there's a woman out of the UK that did a whole, she did a, a boob kind of costume and had all these, um, aerial illustrative tattoo artists um, stand outside of the, was it the yeah, Facebook? Headquarters. Um, quarters? Yeah. Headquarters. Vicky Martin. So now we have our names. Yeah, Vicky Martin sent in to the headquarters. So we don't get as much flag, but we still do. Um, we also did a story about it on the news, I think last year or a couple of years ago. But it is, you know what sucks is that why isn't this okay? But I see fans only on social media like i just don't get it it just it's kind of irritating it really like this is actually not my pet peeve it's like this is healing someone that's gone through and maybe still going through something really really hard so yeah it's very it's something that that needs to be changed and worked on like asap Mm -hmm. what are you most excited about casey when you um look at where you're going here and what's next what what gets you excited about this you know i think uh the best part is like we're just getting started that's that's the best part. I mean, Carmen and I are here for a reason. We know our purpose. We know how we want to innovate this space. And not only, like you said, have we been through this, huge pillars in our community for what, we activate, act, what we're activists for. So when we look at the, the broad picture of what we're trying to accomplish, we've just started. So it's pretty, it's pretty beautiful mm-hmm. to see our work not only on our scale in our own nation, but to see it worldwide, you know, and how we can help even more so. And, you know, to further what Carm was saying too, with the social media side of things, it's, it's very interesting how social media will 
um, pick and choose what will be allowed to be seen and something that is actually could be life-saving or um, helping towards uh, cancer patients or in this case something that showcases a medical procedure that we're actually doing right a paramedical tattoo um, it's it's very interesting to watch when you get shadow banned and who is able to see your work um, and that's just a hurdle we go through every single day and we don't stop until our accounts get deleted fingers crossed but until our accounts get deleted <laughs> we're gonna keep going to answer your question like the sky isn't our limit because that's we're just getting started gratitude uh, is such an important thing in our lives and word and practice every day uh, Carmelina but um, it also has become cliche. It's become very cliche mm-hmm. and an it word and it's like your hashtag blessed <laughs> and all that yeah. stuff. And um, <laughs> it's it's become too much, right? You know what would be amazing? Uh, this beautiful view of the mountains right now, my ass in yoga pants. <laughs> that's what this view needs, right? That's what, no, that's what social media has become. Um, I ask this because you guys have taken this on. Um, do you look at yourself differently in the mirror in the morning when you get dressed? Um. In what I'm doing or after my, after what I've gone through? Well, just everything, like your whole body. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's amazing, do. right? Like uh, it's, think of yes, the billions of things that had to go right for yes, this thing to work. And resilient. now, right. Because sometimes treatments don't work on people. They don't like mine work and it's still going. I don't use the word remission. I say it's gone because mm-hmm. I don't like that word. Um, but yeah, I do because, you know, some, they have different types of hormonal uh, cancers and sometimes the treatment does not work like or it returns mm-hmm. so it's pretty so I'm not going to say blessed but you know what I'm not going to say lucky I feel I don't know I'm, not, I'm, I'm very I'm spiritual um, I do have I talk to my higher power I did heal a lot of my internal stuff right. forgive heal I believe in that I did change a lot of things that I do to my body I do I was supposed to take medication for 10 years my journey my decision um i said not to and i don't i just do a natural route and do a lot of proactive remedies like i do a lot of ivs vitamin c drips ozone therapy but it's my my journey what felt right for me right yeah yeah the whole new level of confidence is what i hear right yeah owning yeah, yourself 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah what about you casey um your journey very different because it's touched you differently um when you look in the mirror in the morning um, do you have a whole new level of gratitude of, of what it is that this, you know, the, the miracle that is your body's doing for you every day? Yeah. You know, I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I'm alive today. Here we go. You know, like I look, exactly. I look at that. Um, yeah. you know, Carmen, I advocate not only for cancer awareness, but also mental health is a huge, huge portion of, of all of this, this whole spectrum. And, you know, after, what I've been through with losing my dad, also having Lynch disease and recently losing um, my older brother, you know, not cancer related, but more mental health side. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wake mm-hmm. up every morning and I'm like, you know, here's that gift I was given today. How am I going to utilize today? How am I going to be the best that I can be of service today? Also healing my own self because the better version of you and the higher version of you is actually where you perform at your optimal levels. So for me, I look at it sometimes as a day-by-day process, but you know, when you do work in an industry as such and you do with warriors, it kind of it's hard for it to not wear off on you. And we sit in this room together and we create this magic. We actually call it nipple magic. And uh, it's this, <laughs> yeah, it's this beautiful moment of it's full <laughs> resilience. It's it's full circle resilience. Carmen and I feel 
from our patients and our warriors, their love and their resilience and their strength. And it literally us doing our service to them is like filling our tank all the way up. So when I get, maybe I'm having like Mm -hmm. a shitty day, I just look in the mirror and I'm like, I got bigger things to do today, you know? And we just keep trucking forward. And like, that's how we kind of balance everything. But yeah, I, yeah, I think those words are totally overused hashtags read, but (laughs) (laughs) once you live it, you know it. Like you do. Yeah. It's a feeling. Oh yeah, it's true. I, hey man, I have no problem with the words. I have a problem with the hypocrisy of the way some people use them. And so when we, when we create space for the words and the language to be used mindfully and at least intentionally, uh, it's a different reaction that we get. So pretty fantastic. Uh, the nipple sisters are here and not only that, uh, people can't see our zoom call, but they match (laughs) in the zoom call, which is, uh, which is super fun. Okay. Instagram connection. Um, where, what should I send people to? Because I know there are people in this community that will be interested. I've been through this process. They're going to want to learn or at least refer to someone else. What is the best access point that I can post and share? I would, I would say our social Instagram, um, handles and also our website so carmelina bakari and then casey rainey our instagram handles and then carmelina bakari.com and then casey rainey.com is our websites and you can book there uh nominate somebody book your aerial restoration come say hi to us follow us we'll follow you back mm-hmm. we're all about community community nice. and high five to all the nipples yeah. out there Major. yes shane thanks yes. for having us it means a lot yeah thank you